0: Hey guys, welcome back to Anxious and Thriving. I'm your host, Casey, and today I'm joined by Danielle, who is a registered dietitian. Hi, Danielle. Hello, how are you? And I actually met Danielle through work, and what's interesting is, although we're doing separate things, we both kind of had the same idea of like we're in this job it's not necessarily for us and it's taking time away from the things that we want to do as like entrepreneurs and as like self-employed people so I just think that's really cool um so just like tell me what being a registered dietitian is all about and kind of like why you decided to go that route
1: sure yeah so I've I'm one of those people who like always knew what I wanted to do. It wasn't like, Mm. um, I had to decide. I was like, I just want to be like do something with food before I even knew what a registered dietitian was. I've got some like high cholesterol issues that are super genetic. So I've been on like low fat diets my whole life. Um, and then I was like, I want to know why this is actually happening. Like why is my Mm. body making more cholesterol? And so the more research I did on it, the more I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is really interesting. I want to learn more about this. So, um, I just ended up going to school for it. I like fell into it a little bit, like Mm. not always intentionally. Um, And then, you know, the more I like learned about it, the more I wanted to know. So I was like, oh, I love this. This is really interesting. And I'm a huge science nerd as well. So um, I just love like the science of food and like why our body does what it does, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, as I learned more about it, I was you know, I shifted a little bit to be like, oh, like there's not a lot of good, realistic nutrition advice. Like it's mm. very like, you know, eat this, not that, or like you have to be starving yourself to be like doing the right thing. And so it's like, oh, there's like a better way to do this. And I hadn't seen many people kind of approach it with like a realistic approach that's not going to make you miserable. And so that was kind of where I was like, oh, like I could do this. This could be uh, unique, I suppose, or not even unique, but like, doable because I never got that as a kid I never saw a dietitian even though I Mm. had all these issues and so I guess I became the person that like little me needed
0: (laughs) Mm, that's so cool so did you start this before
1: the pandemic so (laughs) so (laughs) if you want to go into kind of the story of how I started my business yeah totally so I was working you know at the um and I was like this just like isn't my thing Mm. um and so one day I just like accidentally quit um wasn't (laughs) planned but
0: I was like
1: I just like can't do this anymore Mm. um so I gave my 30-day notice and was like okay I can either go to grad school or start a business um and I was like you know I don't need that much more debt and so I started business (laughs) I was like cool um it's something I always knew that I wanted to do and Mm. just like the opportunity and timing was right and so I just kind of fell into it. That was November of 2019, mm-hmm. um, and then four months later, the pandemic hit, oh and god. it was like, okay, there goes all of your um, clients and business, oh, and just dude. like, good luck. Oh my god! <laughs> so that was interesting for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Um, were you meeting with people? Because I, I follow you on TikTok. It's so funny. Oh so our our coworker, <laughs> um, the that worked with. Um, Mm -hmm. I was talking to him about, like, how I wanted to start my podcast and how I only had, um, this was when I was talking to him, I had, like, maybe two weeks left at my Mm -hmm. job full time. And he was like, you should talk to Danielle. She has a TikTok. And he was saying how, like, how you did struggle during the pandemic. And then Mm -hmm. TikTok is what helped you, part of the reason what helped you get more followers.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, that's yeah. Cool. So I, he helped me with like setting up my business. So he, um, did like QuickBooks and everything for me. Um, oh, really? and that, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> that must've been like beginning of March or like end of February. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like everything shut down like a few weeks later. And so I was like, what am I going to do? I lost all my clients. Like, I started a hospital, like a part-time hospital job, like three days a week, mm. like a week before the pandemic started. So it was just like a bit of a roller coaster um, because I like, I didn't have enough clients, you know, three months and to have a full-time income. It just, mm. that's not how businesses work. I feel like sometimes we think you like start a business and it's like thriving. No, it takes time to build up. Yeah. Um, and then I listened to like a bunch of business podcasts, a bunch of like business um, ideas and stuff like that. And I was listening to Gary Vee, which is funny. Um, and he was like, just start a TikTok. And I was like, oh, like, that's not me. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's for teenagers. Like, you know. And then yeah. I started thinking about it a lot more. And I was like, might as well just do it. Like, what am I going to lose by starting a TikTok? Um, and I definitely started doing, like, the cringy dances. And, like, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. I'm not a dancer. um, neither. But it's, it's grown to, like, this really weird, surreal thing um where there's people who are like you're changing my life and i'm like i'm just making videos oh like i'm just literally like filming myself in my apartment right like for the first uh, 9 months of the pandemic and so it's been a really cool experience to like touch people in a way that you've never connected with people before through social yeah, media yeah that's so cool and that's why i st- i
0: mean i started i did like a f- i don't know how many maybe a few youtube videos in 2019 that was like mm-hmm. my really dark year and same as you i like always knew that i wanted to be like an entertainer or like someone that helped people um but i never knew like what kind of like career that fit into mm-hmm. so like i always knew i wanted to do that but that's not the kind of stuff that they talk about in like public high school or whatever going through all of school and then for college i was a marketing major but like, I didn't really choose that one for myself. Like a lot of my friends mm-hmm. were marketing majors. My mom was like, you'd probably be really good at it. i like, okay. Cause like, that's the steps that you have to like, after high school, you have to go to college and all this stuff. But like in the back of my mind, I, I knew I always wanted to do it. But then, so in 2019, when I was going through a lot of hard shit, um, I figured like, why not just like be open about what I'm going through? Mm-hmm. That's another thing too, like, growing up this stuff's not really talked about just like mental health and i'm sure like with what you said with nutrition a lot of the things that are talked about are not true or not good advice yeah Um, absolutely yeah so in in 2019 i was starting to make my videos one of my videos was um all about my anxiety and i was just like open and raw and i was crying um and i didn't know what kind of feedback i would get but same kind of thing with you and tiktok people were like I'm really glad that you had the courage to talk openly about what you're going through and your mental health, because I'm going through the same thing and it's really cool to see that I'm not alone. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. is huge. Yeah. Go ahead. It's wild. Like how much we fear like being vulnerable. And then most of the time people are like, Oh no, like me too.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to pull up some of your TikToks. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, let me find one. Actually, there. Was, so I wanted. To, so May is uh, Mental Health Month, which is like mm-hmm. I want to talk about things that are really important, and also like mm-hmm. like I said, nutrition. I just want to be educated about it.
1: Just sure, sure.
0: for for pe- for my listeners and for myself, because I know everybody has a different view on what nutrition is and mm-hmm. what's what's good for their body. And all of like society are giving all of, all of us these ideas that are pretty toxic. Um, yeah, yeah. And what I am starting to learn is that like the food that you eat affects your mental health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pfft, that sh- that shook me. I did not oh know the way you ate affected your mindset and your brain. Like yeah, what? So there's
1: a, there's a lot of different like pathways that this happened. I think the one that we talk about that's like trending right now is like the gut um mm-hmm. because like the bacteria in your gut can like feed your brain, right? So um different chemicals are produced when you have different bacteria growing and so it's a two-way pathway that's like when we're anxious we get like butterflies in our stomach right mm-hmm. same thing like it can go both ways I also think it's really funny because we think like if we eat vegetables like we're going to be happy right mm-hmm. or like if we're healthy we're going to be happy and that's just like not how it works I actually posted a video today um that was like last year when I was really struggling with depression like I just ate whatever I wanted that's the one because- I wanted to play <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I was thinking about it. Like I was having a, I was having a morning. I rescheduled on you like three times today. That's okay. Uh, I, had to, I had to go to the RMB, <laughs> which is like the worst experience. I was like, uh, I just feel really terrible right now. And then I was mm, thinking about mm. kind of like last year when I was having a rough time. I was like, I just like literally ate whatever I want because that like made it so that I was okay. Mm. Um, where in the long-term, when I have a better like baseline, right, of like mental health, you can focus on those fruits and veggies that are going to just like make you feel better. But if you're, like, go surviving the day or surviving the week, it's, like, we just need to do whatever it's going to take to, like, help us survive that day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I can't show the video. I
0: might put it over when I'm editing this Mm -hmm. for the people that are watching on YouTube. But I'm just going to put it up to the mic, the one that you just (laughs) talked about. (laughs) Because I literally, I was, like, I need to research more of Danielle's TikTok so that I'm prepared, so that I know what she's all about. And then I saw this one, I was, like, oh. Because that really, like, I really, really related to this one. Okay.
1: I made a really important rule for myself last summer when it comes to food. When my depression got really bad, I was struggling to get out of bed and stay alive. I was trying to get a therapist and get on medication, but it was a process. In a transitionary period, I allowed myself to eat whatever I wanted, even if it was just sugar, even if I wasn't hungry. When it comes to mental health, we often hear diet and exercise are magic, but it's not helpful when you're just trying to stay alive. I made a really Oof. Yeah. yeah, so I think I it's like one. really common, to everyone tells you like go for a walk, go for a run, like when you're like in a depressed, pressive episode, which is true, like it helps, but like if you're struggling to like shower, like a run probably is not going to be the move, right? Yeah, that's so interesting, and I mean like the the,
0: the big people that we see are like the celebrities mm-hmm. who are fit and healthy, and those are kind of the people that we look up to because they have the most exposure, I guess, on the internet. Which is so horrible. So like when, and I guess now I'll, t- I'll talk about like my relationship with food and everything. Mm-hmm. But like when I was really depressed and anxious uh, a few years ago, um, my thought was like, okay, maybe I can get out of this by like being really fit, and like if I if I lose a little bit of weight, maybe I'll just be happier. And of course, there were like a lot of other things in there mm-hmm. apart from food that i was like trying to cope with um but i like started going to the gym a lot and my anxiety would like spike actually at the gym too it was like random it really didn't depend where mm-hmm. i was but like my whole mindset of like just being when you're just depressed you start like analyzing everything about yourself and so oh, it's was yeah. like um maybe i'm unhappy because of how i look which is toxic. Of course.
1: We, we have this idea or like, I find it really common that we think we're like morally better if we're thinner or if we're fitter. And that's just yeah. like, not true. Um, there is no like moral superiority to like what your body looks like. And I don't think a lot of people believe that, or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they subconsciously think it, so they're never like, Oh yeah. Like I'm a better person because I'm thin or fit. But like, that's kind of how we function as a society is like mm-hmm. thin equals better.
0: Right. And I'm, I'm starting to learn too, like that the word like fat is not a negative word and therefore we shouldn't be using it in a condescending way to other people. Mm-hmm. And like, of course, I'm not saying that like my story is the same as everybody else's, like everybody's a different size. Um, something that I struggle with too, is like sharing my story of like fitness. Cause like with mm-hmm. nutrition, again, like I said, everybody's going to go through a different journey with nutrition and have different reasons for changing the way they eat. Um, but for me and during depression, it was like to look better to Mm -hmm. change the way that I looked. Um, and once I kind of got out of that depression period, um, my mindset was getting really better. Um, and then I realized too, that like, I was mostly just working out. I wasn't really thinking about food incorporating into mm-hmm. how that could change the way i looked or felt um and so when i started getting in a really healthy mindset i started being open to the idea of like doing more things just to, like and it it my mindset changed of like i need to look better to like mm-hmm. i need to feel better mm-hmm. um because i became this like more confident person i started to like love myself and so the mindset changed that i just wanted to feel better so i started to um eat better foods. I, I don't know. And again, I say better as in like, what does that really mean? Um, yeah. I'd say I, like, I started incorporating more like proteins and like fruits and vegetables. It's still very generic. The meals that I eat, I keep saying to myself, like I eat so boring, like these foods are so boring and I eat the same ones over and over again. Um, but like for me, my fitness journey did like continue once I started to eat a quote better. Um, And I did like lose weight. Again, that's my personal journey that I wanted to do. Um, But now my issue, two issues is like, mostly it's, it's because I'll eat the right foods because I want to fuel my mind and just like my body. I'm becoming a more like holistic spiritual kind of person. Um, But I'll also sometimes go back into like the toxic mindset of like, i need to look like this person i need to look like this person oh, nice. so that i can feel good about myself um but also it's an issue of like eating the right foods that's not going to hurt me so like yeah. i've kind of had like a really stressful journey with food personally because a lot of foods like don't do well in my system and so i'm yeah. like what is what is the right food that's going to actually like help me because like with all this stuff when it's like affecting my body so much negatively it starts to like affect my anxiety and my stress and I'm like okay but like I literally can't do anything for my body then if like all these foods are gonna hurt me
1: yeah so it's really interesting a lot of people have like what we call like learned aversion so like if it's like tomatoes or peppers or whatever it is that like always consistently make you feel terrible sometimes we have like this fear of this food that we don't really like have the skills to identify so like you're maybe thinking like you know oh I would never want to eat like tomatoes on my pizza or like margarita pizza but you can't really identify why and so there's Mm -hmm. just like a lot of anxiety and fear around food if you've had that experience of like wow this is going to make me feel ill for a day or two or just like terrible and so it's really tricky when you're trying to balance both the like uh, food relationship with like feeling physically ill with foods that are supposed to be good for you right and so you're stuck of like well I'm doing what I'm supposed to do why is it not working why am I not kind of getting the benefits that everybody's told me that I'm going
0: mm-hmm. to get yeah and I actually um I'm scheduling a an appointment with the abbreviation is GI do
1: you know what that stands mm-hmm. for it's
0: like what is yeah, it
1: gastrointestinal
0: yeah. okay I just want to make yeah. sure I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Um, I've heard like so many things. Um, I actually watched a podcast, uh, it's called red table talk with like the Smith family. So like Willow Smith and, mm-hmm. Smith. Mm-hmm. um, and they were talking, but they d- actually all got, uh, blood and stool tests and they found out that they had like, um, a lot of gut issues. They were intolerant to gluten and dairy. Um, so I'm, f- I don't know what the, Oh, go ahead.
1: So it- I think that's really interesting because there's a lot of like these, like, test popping up food sensitivity test and unless they're done by like a gi dog right it's like you're going to the gi doc, so they're going to test you like those at-home kits are not evidence based right mm. so it's like there's no research to back up um a lot of that stuff and we don't nutrition is a really new science and we don't know a lot about it. And so a lot of the things that we suggest or like know about nutrition are really just guesses. Like if you've Mm. heard of like probiotics or prebiotics or like whatever, we really don't know a ton about which bacteria is best, which strands are best to put in those. So like we don't have research to show that like probiotics are super effective for somebody Mm. who doesn't have either like IBS or is has recently taken antibiotics. Mm. Um, So I think it's really interesting to because we're told that these are like super sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. (laughs) Yeah, love love that (laughs) live right next to the road. Um, Sorry about that. Um, So super marketed as evidence-based and like the super sciencey thing that you can do. And there's actually like no good solid second party research to say that they're true. So all that's to say, like the celebrities tend to do these things, um, Mm -hmm. because we often like in this journey, right. Of improving our relationship with food, feeling better around food, we search for restriction, Mm -hmm. even if, like, we don't necessarily need it. Like, obviously someone with celiac disease needs to cut out gluten. Like, that's, like, just non Right. Right. But many times, like, we'll cut out random foods because we think that they might be bad for us, right? Like, if you Mm -hmm. remember, like, the TB12 diet with Tom Brady, when he's Mm -mm. like, don't eat, like, eggplants and, like, nightshade vegetables. Like, nobody should be eating these. And, like, that's, like, really ridiculous. Like, there's no reason for us to cut these, like, things out. Um, Weird. But... I think a lot of people are super individual, right? So if it's like IBS or if it's like some sort of like gastritis or something along those lines, um, with IBS, what I usually recommend is like keeping a food journal of, Mm. okay, these are all the foods that I'm eating throughout the day. Um, and here's how I felt after. So like if every time you eat almonds or every time you eat spinach or like every time you have, you know, grilled chicken, you feel terrible after Um, you can start to identify those trends. But if you're not having like regular daily flare-ups of kind of GI issues, then I think like super um, elimination-driven diets aren't always helpful and sometimes just feed that bad relationship with food in a way that we find like acceptable.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now that I'm actually thinking about it, I, I, and again, I don't know what I have, but like, I feel like I kind of use that sometimes as an excuse to be like, oh, well, gluten hurts me so i'm not going to eat it but it could also like make me quote thinner so like mm-hmm. maybe you'll stay away from that and it's an excuse to like not eat that and maybe potentially not get those nutrients um
1: yeah and i think like when we we think about gluten free there's a lot of people who are gluten free without like the medical necessity to be gluten free right because mm. it's healthier um, And I think it's really interesting because when we look at it as like a weight loss method, like if you cut out bread, like bread is a lot of what we eat. So you're going to reduce your calorie intake and like lose weight as a result. So it's like not necessarily that the gluten was bothering you. You were just eating more calories because you were eating that bread Mm. um, than if you weren't to eat the bread, right? Um, So I think it's interesting how like most of the like healthy or like weight loss diets are just like. Manufacturing restriction in the form of like this is a new thing in order to help with weight loss. Which I is have,
0: go ahead. I'm sure you have, but you have of like calorie deficit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is, um, so that's like that's, is it that, like how healthy we... or it depends, right? So like a lot of like the apps, like MyFitnessPal. I don't know. That's like, I've heard of it. That, that's the one that people usually go for. So like that will recommend 1,200 calories to literally every human being that like <laughs> logs onto the app, which you know, 1200 calories is the bare minimum you can eat to make sure that you're getting all of your micronutrients and not being like deficient in those things. Um, like a general kind of, kind of recommendation for most people. And so a lot of people actually go under that 1200 to like stay in calories. And so I have my own bones to pick with that app, but like, Mm -hmm. I think it's super problematic because it's underfeeding so many people. Mm -hmm. And then they feel like they don't have willpower. They don't have, um, like, they're not good enough to like follow this diet. And it's like, no, you're just really underfeeding yourself. And like, obviously Mm. ravenous at the end of the day, because you're what, like 800 calories under what you need. Mm. So like, if somebody, I always say like, add instead of subtract, like if, if, Mm. if that's kind of what's going on, So like, how can we add in nutritious things before we start to take away like everything that you love? Um, And so what most people don't eat enough fruits and veggies. So my first tip is like always like add in fruits and veggies. Like most Mm -hmm. of your plate should be fruits and veggies at most meals. And like 99% of people that I meet aren't there yet. I'm not even there all the time. So um, I think we'd all be better off if we just started adding in more veggies instead of trying to like eliminate everything that gives us nutrition and Mm -hmm. calories because calories are our body's energy source. And so without those we're gonna be tired yeah I'm, I'm definitely
0: starting to change my whole mindset about like just nourishing myself when I'm hungry mm-hmm. and I actually tend to be hungry a lot and I think that comes from like me trying to figure out what foods are gonna fuel me and keep me uh full um mm-hmm. but then like again like eating when I'm hungry and not like having that mindset of like it's okay to eat
1: when you feel like that, like a, yeah, no, I don't know who like started this whole message that we can't eat when we're hungry, but like our body, we've, we've survived for years because our body tells us when we're hungry, right? Like our body has those signals so that like when we're running low on energy, we need to eat. That's what hunger is. It's telling mm-hmm. us we're low on energy and somebody like, I don't know, it was the nineties. Like that was a wild time for nutrition but somebody's like, oh, like, let's just ignore that. Like our body literally telling us that we need energy. Like, let's ignore that for a little while and see how it goes. Um, And I'm like, what happens is that you're going to get over hungry. And then the next meal you eat, you're going to be ravenous and you're going to eat probably more than you would have if you had just eaten the first time when you were hungry. And then you're going to feel bad because you're probably going to eat foods that aren't going to make you feel energized for a long period of time. They tend to be those quicker sources of energy. Like, you know, mm. think like sugar or high fat, high calorie foods, which aren't inherently bad, but they don't always make you feel the best when you eat them at high volumes. all mm. in one
0: sitting. Can I ask you, is it normal for your stomach to hurt when you haven't eaten in a while?
1: I wouldn't, <sighs> so a lot of people have like nausea, right? So like a pain, right? Like that's how we know it's time to eat. Um, I mean, if you're feeling hungry after not eating for like, or feeling pain after not eating for like an hour and a half or two hours, I would say like that might not be normal. But if it's been like three to four hours and you're feeling pain and nausea, that's pretty typical, right? Like that's pretty, is that kind of the symptoms that you feel? Yeah. um, Like if I am
0: eating a late dinner or something, like if it's way Mm -hmm. past or if Mm -hmm. like it's a restaurant and we get there a little bit late, like I feel like I can't eat anymore if my Uh stomach is hurting from no food, but then I can't have food because my stomach hurts. So it's like, it's a, it's a cycle.
1: Yeah. So in those situations, like what most people find helpful is like a very simple carb, right? So usually we think of like healthy foods being like more complex carbs, but, um, Mm. a simple carb is probably going to give you that, like, glucose, right? So we actually absorb sugar in our mouth partially before it goes down and Mm. becomes digested in our stomach and starts getting like those hormones, you know, going and like turns your body into like, okay, it's time to eat now. Um, And so that can be a really gentle way to like cue your body up. So a great example of this at restaurants is like bread or like Mm. soup or like, you know, some, or even like a soda, right. If you're feeling like super ill, and you just need a little bit of something to get you going, um, like a ginger ale or something is probably going to mm. give you just like get your body in that mode that it's time to eat. Okay. But um, I think it's better to prevent that from happening than having right. to like deal with it. In, yeah. In the first place. I right? think I,
0: I do struggle with like, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what foods hurt me with like, uh-huh. I think I need to eat more. Uh-huh. actually and because I'm, I'm finding myself more hungry because I'm struggling with like recipes like oh uh-huh. does it have wheat in it does it have uh-huh. dairy in it okay I can't make that okay and then I'm hungry and then that whole thing happens where my stomach hurt so like for because I don't know what I have like generically yeah. I don't know if you could answer it generically or like based on what I'm saying um but like what kind of foods are like good and nourishing to have throughout the day so that I I won't end up with those problems
1: yeah so i think it really depends on symptom driven right Mm -hmm. so the most like if we're talking like gentle foods on your stomach we have like the brat brat foods like bananas rice applesauce toast like those are what you get if you ever vomit at the hospital they're like okay we'll put you on like brat diet Mm -hmm. um as far as like foods that are typically like non-problematic for people like chicken rice um usually like I'm trying to think veggies wise there's not many veggies that are like gentle on the stomach because again they have fiber in them so Mm -hmm. you know depending on the condition right that that you have like if your stomach is inflamed or you have some sort of like infection (laughs) right you're not probably going to want to eat a ton of fiber like that's like rubbing sandpaper on like a raw wound right Mm. that's not helpful but if it's more like IBS driven, then like certain foods will impact it. So there's so much nuance, right? Like there's so much complications to it depending. And I think, I think that's um, a good point though. Like a lot of people are very frustrated with where they're at nutritionally. It's overwhelming to have to like, think about what food's going to hurt me. And it's easier a lot of the time to just not eat. And then if Mm. you think of like that relationship with food where you're like, oh, I'm better if I'm thinner. And it's just like the perfect storm of like, Oh, okay, like this is just all good. Um, and so, usually, I work with people to find like foods that feel good for them, like the safe foods, right? Yeah. And then we expand those and like slowly introduce more foods and, you know, bringing like that mental health piece of things into it of like when it's a day where you're just like done, you're just mm-hmm. tapped out. That is not a day to try new foods. That is like a chicken and rice day right but Mm -hmm. if there's a day where you're like oh like I would love to try this new recipe or go to a restaurant like and you're in the space for that like setting yourself up for for those you know moments where you can try a little bit more when you have more capacity because food when you don't feel good it's hard to have good mental health right like if you're feeling ill and icky it's hard to be like everything's great like let's go like do all the things right
0: yeah, I, I have been. Can I answer your question? Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. Good, good. Um, and when I was like starting to incorporate like nutrition into my fitness journey, um, I started to have oatmeal, and uh-huh. now I've been having it literally every morning. I love oatmeal. for like for like two years, but it's like not good anymore like if I have too much like okay. this morning I had it and like I immediately have to go to the bathroom like it's just what happens to me with really and maybe that's with is, does oatmeal have fiber in it or I yeah I put, but it has soluble
1: fiber okay
0: I put like it's blueberries like and, mm-hmm. and almond butter on it I don't know if
1: yeah so that's this. like pretty you usually oatmeal has the fiber that's like soluble that will kind of like prevent you know quick bowel movements after eating it's also like forms like a gelatinous thing like if you ever left oatmeal out like that gelatinous kind of like stickiness to it mm-hmm. so it's usually pretty slowly digested so that's really interesting um it could be yeah, that i'm mean, just eating
0: too much i don't know i eat it every morning i should like eat something else
1: <laughs> is it instant oatmeal um is
0: it like one no it's oat? um it's the one minute oats so like the big mm-hmm. canister of just oats yep, yep. and nothing else in it
1: Oh, that's curious I'm curious like what would happen if you like changed up your breakfast for a few days and, like mm-hmm. did um like a smoothie or some more like protein based like eggs and and toast or something like that to mm-hmm. see if you would still have those complications um does it come with like pain in your stomach if you're comfortable uh, answering
0: these questions no to- I'm <laughs> totally open yeah, yeah I don't care. Um, yeah pain mm-hmm. but it's usually like it I it usually isn't like an instantaneous thing like I immediately mm-hmm. feel that I have to go to the bathroom I'm like oh, okay this again do
1: you get <laughs> gluten-free oats you can get
0: gluten-free oats
1: yeah so oats are like oatmeal <laughs> it does not have gluten in it but there's a lot of cross-contamination oh. <gasps> um with oats so like if you truly do have like celiacs and you're that sensitive to cross-contamination then that might be whoa a source of pain I didn't know that. Mm.
0: I also think that I, with anxiety, I don't know if, um. well, I know mm-hmm. the, the body and the, the mind yep. are yep. hand in hand, but I feel like with anxiety too, like I have to go to the bathroom when I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no,
0: that's
1: totally normal. And I think like we're just, we're just connected, right? Like our body, sometimes if our brain's not processing it effectively, our body's like, all right, I'm going to do this. So Mm -hmm. like vomiting, you know, it can either be like one end of the spectrum of like diarrhea or constipation, right? Like you can go in between those. It's really, Mm -hmm. you know, the body does fun things. Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, when you're not mentally in a state where you're like, I got this, I'm calm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think yeah it's pretty common I, sometimes people like find a metamucil which is like a fiber supplement to be helpful but with you eating oatmeal which is fiber and then you know still having that issue i don't know that the metamucil would be helpful <laughs>
0: mm. well i'll keep you updated when i want to see the gi what's going on with me oh my god yeah um, but something else that I get a lot of stress from, and again, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I have it, but acid reflux, I oh, don't man. get, oh, do you have it? No, no. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be like, oh, same girl. Um, <laughs> but I don't get the like burning sensation. Mm-hmm. It just feels like there's like glue in my throat.
1: Do you have difficulty swallowing? Mm-hmm. Oh, you need to go to, well, you already, you already have your <laughs> You doctor. need to go it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, so kind of general tips for for um acid reflux not medical advice like if you need that you know yeah, right. your doctor. but um like do not lay down after you eat for at least mm-hmm. an hour um okay. tr- don't drink a ton of water with meals I think a lot of people do this and it, yeah yeah do you drink a lot of water with meals?
0: I like anxiety drink like I always have water on me
1: and yeah, I so feel you- like if you think about the stomach, right, like, it's a container, and if you dilute all of that food with water, it's, like, a lot easier to, like, flush back up, which is what acid reflux is. I'm shook. Yeah. <laughs> I see. No, nobody tells you that, right?
0: My mindset is, like, it'll help it go down if I drink no. water. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, even now, like, <clears throat> like, I don't know if you've seen me, like, coughing off the camera, um, but, like- the only thing I've eaten today is oatmeal um, just uh-huh. because I've been running around. Um, uh-huh. And then I've had some water. But like between meals, too, is when like I feel it, even when I just speak, I think it's a problem with like my vocal cords, too. I don't know. <laughs> but like I can like feel it here. Yeah, and it- so,
1: so reflux can actually cause this is fun, right? Fun little fact where you can yeah. cause damage to your um, esophagus um and actually change the type of cell that is in your esophagus like if it progresses far enough um so a lot of people are like oh I have heartburn like it's fine like it's not fine it's not fine to oh just, like, my God. Have heartburn. I'm sure you're fine right like I'm, I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah not that but state it's yet. just
0: like everything's adding up though with the things that you say
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and do you eat like a lot of spicy foods
0: that's like a huge one
1: no but like I really like it
0: last mm-hmm. night though was really bad and like i'm trying to find flavor in my foods than cooking like boring mm-hmm. chicken and yep. rice and broccoli yep. like the only vegetable i really eat is broccoli and i'm like oh, i'm sick of this i can't do it anymore yeah um but my sister came home from the grocery store last night and she brought home something from trader joe's that had um and i don't know the spices but it was like spicy stuff mm-hmm. and a bunch of things mixed into this one canister Mm -hmm. I was like oh maybe that'll make my chicken actually taste good um because I hate when it's just white like I want to add like sauces to it or something Mm -hmm. so I added that it was so bad with um I'll say acid reflux if that's what it is but like I was like clearing my throat the rest of the night until I went to bed and it just like causes me so much stress I like want to break down and cry about it because I'm like Mm -hmm. I can't like sit still and be mm-hmm. calm after I eat I can't like feel like I got the the nutrients because I'm just like suffering after I eat
1: mm-hmm. yeah so so some other things that are going to help are like smaller frequent meals instead of going like one meal a day right which sounds to be like a consistent mm. thing for you is like okay how can I have snacks so that I'm not eating larger portions when I do yeah. eat? and like that nausea that discomfort um and then you know, avoiding the spicy foods or like acidic things, right? So like alcohol, mm. caffeine, those are both really irritating to the esophagus because they're acidic. Mm. Um and so I think just like trying to cut back, right? Like I think a lot of people say or or believe that if I like if I tell you something's bad for GERD, right? Or uh, reflux then mm. you're going to have to cut it out a- completely and that's not true right like okay cutting back on caffeine cutting back on mm. alcohol cutting back on spices so like maybe instead of what you had last night it's like okay can I dilute this with some like unseasoned chicken and unseasoned um, mm. rice or like I mean for that one you may want to use a different seasoning if it was like yeah. that <laughs> aggressive, it's, it's bad. reflux. Um, but I think you know trying to find ways to still make things flavorful and not give up like quality of life to like Mm. help with your reflux is really battery die okay there we go um sorry it's (laughs) It's really helpful um for for kind of navigating that
0: yeah yeah I'll definitely keep you updated when I go see
1: the specialist (laughs) do you know what they do for us like how they test acid reflux because so usually or sometimes they'll just say like oh yeah you definitely have acid reflux and like give you um, sometimes they'll give you like a proton pump inhibitor, which essentially just like helps with the reflux. Um, sometimes they'll tell you to take Tums, um, and sometimes they'll scope. You. I take they'll... so many Tums, <laughs> strong bones, right. All that calcium. Mm. Um, sometimes, I mean, with your like difficulty swallowing and kind of symptoms that you're describing to me, like I would be surprised if they didn't want to scope you like, um, like take a look to see what's actually going on um because those are some pretty aggressive symptoms yeah. of, that's like a of camera of down reply. your throat mm-hmm. yeah Th- is that uncomfortable <laughs> I can't imagine it's comfortable I've never yeah. had it done myself but I can't imagine probably it's not. comfortable <laughs> yeah probably not
0: I'll probably be like yeah, I feel like I'll be like gagging when they put the camera down there
1: I- I'm bet they know me or something I don't know oh, god that's, that's out of my department I usually just yeah. have people tell me the results and I'm like oh, okay that makes sense yeah 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 but I think if you can kind of like do those pieces, right. Like smaller meals, you know, not drink water with your meals, not lay down after eating. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can see those like small improvements and changes um, mm-hmm. and really cutting back on like the acidic and spicy foods. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. flavor foods. That just means like, chili, yeah. right. Like, mm-hmm. like spicy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, and like,
0: Without like crossing a, a boundary, and let me know if this is, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, just like going back to like just you as a um, oh my god, my brain, dietitian, dietitian, yes,
1: is that really yeah, yeah. okay <laughs>
0: yeah or dietitian? What did you call it? What do you call on TikTok? You say something else in the registered word. dietitian. Registered dietitian. There we go. This is me. I don't have. good I, I can't speak English sometimes. Um, Danielle is a registered dietitian. Yes. Um, like overall like with your clients like Mm -hmm. is there and if we already talked about this I just like want to recap on it um just like is there a a goal that you have in mind like with all these clients and like what has been the outcome of some of the clients that you've had so far
1: yeah so I mean obviously there's so many different nutrition things that people come to me for but a lot of them are like I want to build healthier habits without like hating myself in the process. Like Mm -hmm. that's like the number one thing. They're like, I, I want this thing, but I don't know how to do it differently. Especially if they were like, you know, overweight as a kid, they were usually put on weight watchers and like all this, there's just a lot of stuff that happens being Mm -hmm. like an overweight person that it's really hard to navigate food without all of those rules in your head. Because not only do you have the internal things, like I have never been obese, right? Like, I don't know what it's like to live in that body, Mm -hmm. but from what, you know, my clients have shared with me, like, it's pretty awful. Like people treat you pretty poorly, Mm -hmm. um, and tell you what you should do to be better. Um, and so we try to like undo a lot of that, right. Of being like, no, like you're worth eating and like existing without kind of all those things. Um, and my goal with them is like, how can we make you feel your best, right? Like, how can we work towards these goals and help you feel good while still like being kind to yourself in the process? Like, I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people do that. Of like, it's either I'm going to torture myself for the next ninety days to like get into this um, whatever, right? Like, bridesmaid mm-hmm. dresses. It's uh, summer is coming up, um, or like. I don't care. Like I'm not eating healthy today. And I like try to help people find that middle ground of like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can enjoy my life and I can still eat in ways that make me feel good. And the two do not have to exist separately. Yeah. And then we try to like undo all of those like really awful things that they say to themselves. Totally. (laughs) So I guess that's kind of like the overarching goal. Um, Everybody's a little bit different. Everybody's, you know, obviously has a different journey, but that tends to be the overarching theme is like, we do this wrong let's do it let's do it a little bit differently.
0: yeah that's awesome and like something that I've realized myself like going through depression and anxiety and like I don't want to say like coming out the other end because like mm-hmm. I always like to say that like life is not linear your your depression, yeah, your depression
1: like, never really goes away right. in my experience like sometimes mm-hmm. it's quieter but like right it's usually always there <laughs> just yeah chilling. yeah it's
0: yeah beautiful. just peeking its head out little in the little <laughs> closet Um, but like something I am practicing by telling myself and reminding myself is like being happy in the moment and just Mm. like really trying to be present. And -hmm. like, sure, like I have goals for myself that I want to achieve, but like remembering to just like love myself right now, um, and just be at peace because like if we're constantly trying to either be something we're not or trying to look in the future, it's like we're losing all the time with our present selves and, and it Mm -hmm. just is only worsening our anxiety and depression. And I've just like really been trying to teach myself that. And it seems like you're definitely trying to help your clients with that, which is so cool.
1: Yeah. And I always like, I always say like, you can't hate yourself then, right? Like if you're using hate Mm. for yourself as a motivator to like be thin or make these changes, like that's not going to work. And you're going to be miserable when you get to your goal it's just going to be an awful experience. And so, you know, being kind to yourself and saying like, I want to make these changes last because I deserve it. I deserve to feel good. I deserve mm-hmm. like to be fueled. I deserve to always eat like unconditionally. Um, I think that's a much more effective and makes you feel so much better because mm-hmm. we're so we're taught to beat ourselves up in order to like achieve our, our fitness and weight loss goals. And that's not helpful, right? Like that's just the opposite of helpful.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and i think it's it's so great what you're doing in general and on tiktok go follow her wait your what your tiktok is eat happier something
1: eat happier dietitian yeah go follow danielle on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> if you want to right oh my yeah, gosh no, it's so it cringy
0: <laughs> i know oh my god it's i mean it's it's probably definitely cringy to you and like me even just like with the podcast when i have to watch it over <laughs> and edit it i'm like shut up you sound so stupid.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I used to be really bad about that on TikTok, but now I, I make like three a day. So I'm like over it. Wow. But then when like TikTok and the real world combine, I'm like, oh, I can't. I don't know how to I talk know. to people about my TikToks.
0: <laughs> I know. And there's like, there's people that like, that know TikTok and that are used to like that kind of content. And then there are like real life people who like aren't immersed in that stuff. And it's like,
1: Talking Talking to my parents about it, it's wild. Yeah, like, no, like I have followers and they're like, oh, I don't even know what social media is. And I'm like, Dad, like, no, no, no. Like this is a thing. I have a business from this. Yeah, that's like me with
0: YouTube and like this (sighs) one, I want this to be my job eventually. Mm -hmm. And it's like, people are like, Mm, how are you going to make money? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to be rich. Just watch Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, That's awesome
0: yeah well thank you so much danielle yeah, I really thanks for having me this is fun this has been like really educational for me in general yeah. with like my specific problems but also just like with everyone's relationship to food and just trying to come from it from a more real and raw and positive perspective so
1: yeah that's my that's my goal is to make it like doable and fun mm-hmm. in the process right definitely
0: well thank you guys for listening and i will see you next week on another anxious and thriving episode Bye. Bye.